Hello and welcome back to Our Week in Film. I'm Zach, your brave and valiant host, and today here with me is my guest, Kevin Riley. Hello. Say hi to the folks at home. Hello. Kevin. Hello. Right. So Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I Zach? noticed that you kind of slept throughout 80% of the day today. How was that? How is that? Are you well nice. refreshed? I like sleeping. What? Are you, I said. I, I said. Are you well refreshed? I am. Do you feel? Ha- do you feel ready and spry to take on the night? Uh, yep. Your energy. Have a great podcast tonight. That's good. All right. <laughs> so, as the folks at home now know, for our third episode, uh, every week we start off with some good movie trivia. Today, this movie trivia is from Parade.com. A hundred fun movie trivia questions with answers to stump all your film-loving friends. Oh, man. Okay, pick a number between 1 and 100, Kevin. Uh, 57. 57, that's an interesting choice. Why did you pick 57? Uh, just random number. That's literally what you picked last week. You should really? pick another number. Maybe 58? Uh, 28. Okay. You must have a, have a subconscious affinity for um, the number 57. It's weird. Okay, ready? Uh, number 28. What infamous 1980 box office bomb ruined the career of the Deer Hunter director Michael Samino or Camino? I'm not sure which one is correct. Samino. Samino. I have no idea. The only movie I've ever watched from him is The Deer Hunter. Well, I couldn't tell you. Just take a wild guess. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what any of his movies are called. Okay, just name any movie. The Godfather Part 2. That's stupid. He didn't direct okay, Well, that. I don't know what it is. So. Okay, the answer is Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Oh, that's very interesting. I'm glad I know that trivia now. I Believe. think we should go back to the quote trivia. This is way better than this. Well, thing. maybe if you save enough Zach points, you can go back to the quote trivia. So far, you only have like two or something. Okay. okay. Now comes to the part of the show that everyone loves. It's a fan favorite segment called... Recounting all of the movies we have just watched. Of the, the main segment of this podcast. I, some could say the main the segment. Selling, the selling point of this podcast, if yeah. I may say. That's, that's a good point, Kevin. I, I've never thought of it. Uh, so, we'll start off on the 15th, which is where we left off. Okay. Did you watch anything on the 15th? The 15th? Let's see, let's see, let's see. I did. I watched three whole movies on the 15th. Oh my gosh. Yep. Gotta sit back for this one. I only watch shorts on this day, and I've oh, decided wow. because I'm watching them in such a high quantity, I'm only gonna sort of talk about the ones that sort of are interesting or stood out to me. So that way, the folks at home don't get too bored because I feel like talking about the thirty or thirty or so shorts I watched this week wouldn't be very interesting. So I'm only gonna talk about the ones that are sort of stand out or uh, in- incredibly bad or incredibly good okay so anyways what are the three films you watched on the 15th uh the first one i watched was the grand budapest hotel oh i've seen that that was for my uh channel slash for my movie poster i'm doing on my channel Mm -hmm. and i really liked it it was a really good movie wes anderson's style was very uh prominent in the movie and every shot was very nice and i loved it i think it's the best i think it's the best use of his sort of eclectic style that I've seen. Yeah. It, I don't think it's his best movie, but I think it's very, very well made. Best it's very movie funny, style, I think. style-wise. Um, wh- where would you put this in your ranking of all the Wes Anderson movies? I think I've seen five, so I would put that like right in the middle. Mm, number three? Yeah, number uh, below three. Below what? Uh, below Bottle Rocket and Moonrise Kingdom. Mm, 
I put, I think I put Moonrise Kingdom either last or second to last. Mm-hmm. But my favorite movie of his is Rushmore, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I haven't it's, seen that. It's one. the first one I ever saw because John Green, shout out John Green, recommended it on his podcast. And also, I bought a commentary track along with it for charity. And so I watched it, and it was great. It's a great movie, and I think it's his best movie so far. Wow. His, his style is very subdued in that one, much like Bottle Rocket, but. Yeah, yeah, I Bottle guess Rock it's my favorite one of his. So. It's about a teen, so I'm a teen too, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Jason Schwartzman's great. And, uh, okay, good movie. That is a good movie. Yeah. I liked it. Okay, very physical, very good physical comedy, I would say. I like the scene where they he says, uh, I don't know what the line is, but where they confront him and then he runs away. Remember? No. They come up to him and then he says, that's very interesting. And then he starts running away no, actually, behind them. I have no memory it's of that. Front, it's a front-on, two-dimensional type shot where it's just straight on, and then he and then he runs back into the background. No. Oh, okay. Don't well, it's a good shot, though. Oh. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, actually, I technically, I, 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 that was a lie. I watched five shorts and one feature. So, okay. I guess I'll just do the, the, one, I, the one feature I saw, which is called... Pressure Point, directed okay. by uh, Stanley Kramer, I believe, and it's uh, it's about uh, a uh, it's a Sidney Poitier film, and it's again a, it's sort of about uh, racial tensions, and Sidney Poitier plays a psychi- or a psychologist or psychiatrist I don't really know what the difference is but um, who is treating a, a criminal who is like a, a Nazi. Um, I would say neo-Nazi, but this came out in 1962, and uh, it takes place in the past, so you know, it's actually an actual, actual real Nazi, um, who's sort of, he's not like a German Nazi, he's like an American like Nazi sympathizer, yeah. I guess, and so, yeah, there's a there's a dynamic, but I didn't, I didn't think it was the best movie ever. It had great visuals. I love the visuals. They were like these sort of like Stranger Things, like Eleven in the Void, I don't, what's it called? Whatever. Upside where, Down. No, the like the place she goes when she like thinks really hard, and she oh. goes in like the black pond place. That's just her. So that's sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, I don't think that's what it's called, but, but uh, anyways, it's very. It was. It there's a lot of scenes that were like in sort of that like that like black like dark setting where it was only like people and it looked very good. And I was I was very impressed by it for the 1962, um, but. I just didn't feel like the movie had a lot of um, sort of heart behind it. I felt like it was very technically good, and like, like if there was like a great backbone behind it, it would be an amazing movie. But unfortunately, there wasn't, so it just turned out being sort of a nice thing to look at visually and, and interesting to look at. But in terms of like sort of getting emotions or, or themes across, it didn't do a very good job. I didn't think so. That's Pressure Point. What are the other two movies you watched in 15? Uh, let's see. I watched uh, Black Swan as well. Mm. I saw that. I gave it three stars. I saw it a while ago. Yeah. What did uh, you give it? I gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh I absolutely gosh. loved it. It was fantastic. It was really, really spooky. I really liked the other parts where you, she just slowly starts being consumed by her Black Swan perfection like ego thing. It was great, mm-hmm. and the final performance was just breathtaking. I was on edge the whole time. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And then I she, think I and could. She dies. <laughs> I don't remember her dying. 
She dies? At the very end. Oh, I didn't remember that. What happened? She Well, she stabs herself in the bathroom like oh, 20 right. minutes earlier. Yeah, I remember that. She okay. Uh, well, anyways, I think I I, I think it's I, I don't really know, I can't couldn't really pinpoint what I thought was wrong with it. I just didn't feel like I sort of connected with it. It could have been a thing like on the day I just wasn't in the mood for it, but I just felt like I didn't really connect with the with the movie all that much. So that's why I gave it three stars. Though I mean it's obviously very well made, but I just didn't sort of connect with any any of the stuff that was being shown on on screen. Sort of just a personal thing. Uh, so that's that. And the final movie for you, Kevin. What uh, did you watch? The Wizard of Oz. And another oh, one my for my classic. poster. Absolute classic. Absolutely loved it. It was, it was beautiful. It's a great, uh, very positive, uplifting film. Uh, I really like all the songs in it. How do you think it compares to Oz the Great and Powerful? I, I hit James know. Franco, Sam Raimi. Joint. I can't remember that movie. That movie oh. was crap. Uh, but this movie's great. The, the coolest thing about the movie is the part when they when he goes up in the tornado and the and the it can it changes from four by three to to sixteen by nine and, and you don't notice it. I got probably isn't sixteen by nine. It's probably two thirty five by one. But it changes the aspect ratio and I didn't notice it when I first saw it. I was I like, think wow, it does. That's crazy. Didn't on my copy of Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Wizard of Oz. No. Oz great and powerful. That's what I'm uh, saying. If 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 the coolest thing about the Wizard of Oz was that the aspect ratio changed, that would be a pretty bad movie. But yeah, that's the best thing about that movie. I don't remember that movie in the slightest. Well, I own it on DVD. It if you ever want to watch it, I don't. You could watch the Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz, the Disney film. Yeah, I saw. On and and uh, Oz great and powerful. Yeah. I don't want to though. Oh, okay. Pretty good on that. One. Oh, on that one. It's Sam Raimi though. You just watched The Evil Dead. Spoilers. We all did. For the rest, for, for the, did. yeah, the entire world watched it. Spoilers for the for the remaining of the podcast. Okay. Yo. Uh, okay. <laughs> Any other comments on The Wizard of Oz? I loved it. Uh, go watch Judy. It makes you see the uh, Wizard of Oz from a whole different light. Uh huh. But don't actually see Judy because that movie it sucks and it's boring. Little did you know, and Dorothy is saying, "There's no place like home." There's actually a a um, fat man with a cigarette standing beside her, taking away her hamburgers and yeah. and forcing her to not swim in a pool. Cheeseburgers. Uh-huh. What did you know? Between takes, she got a bull whip to the back. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so a real tragic story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I watched a couple of shorts on that day. I, there wasn't really anything of, of interest. There was the tortoise and the hare... Um, uh, original cartoon from 1935, which is interesting because, again, much like the uh, some of these other ones, oh, like I the watched three, most of that with you, like the three little pig, <clears throat> like the three little pigs and stuff. It's sort of like the the origin of the modern retelling, um, and yeah, so the classic Aesop fable on on Disney, and then okay, so that's the 15th. Uh, what did you watch on the 16th, Kevin? The 16th. Let's see. Buh, 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 buh. I just watched Lady Bird. That's oh. it. Yes, Korean. I, I I've seen it, but I, I saw it like two years ago, so I can't really yeah. comment on it all that this much. This is Corinne's favorite movie, my dear friend Corinne. So she's been begging me to watch this movie for like two years, pretty much, and I finally watched it. I didn't love it nearly as much as she did. Wow, I must be a better friend than you, because I can get you to watch a but, movie in just a week. Yeah, but 
I gave it an 8 out of 10. I really, really liked it, but I didn't love it as much as Corinne did, I guess. It's um, understandable. I feel like if I watched this movie uh, if when I was like younger, like maybe entering senior year, I would have connected with it more. Because then I'd be going through the sa- same mm-hmm. things that Lady Bird does in the movie. But I am uh, almost done with the first year of community college. so women I don't connect with it as much. With a, with a bad mother. Huh? And, or I said, or if you were a woman... The bad mother and yeah. a broken arm, you would have connected with it more. Yeah. You think? Probably me yeah. too, I would say. Anyways. But it was overall good. Greta Gerwig's a great director, and I think Little Women's better than Lady Bird. Personally. I think Lady Bird's That's better than Little Woman. Although I gotta rewatch both of them because apparently my opinions are in, invalid according to the internet and Letterboxd. Yeah, you suck. Anyways, um. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so the 16th, I just watched a bunch of shorts again because I already said this, but I'm watching. I was I was watching them in the morning last week, and then my schedule got messed up because it was my birthday. I went wild and I stayed up late. But anyways, uh, the best thing I watched on the 16th was called the Band Concert, which is it. It's the inspiration for the you know the ride at uh, California Adventure, which is just the swings. Swings on the chain. Like the silly symphony thing. Yes. Yes, I do. I'm yes. familiar with it. That's the that, this is the this is the the short that inspired that basically. Wow. And um, I feel really distracted because of the fact that I can see your thumb visibly tapping on something. <laughs> so I'm kind of feels my letterbox. Why don't you just? Why are you doing that? I'm trying to access the next movie. What? <laughs> I'm trying to access the next movie. I'm scrolling through. What it. do you mean the next movie? Like to have it ready to look at. What do you, I don't understand what you mean. So I can know what's next when we're going down the list of what movies we're watching. Just just tap, just look at it. Okay. It's a big list. Just look just at it. Going. That's what I'm doing. You're interrupting the podcast. Okay, anyways. Um, we'll cut all this out. The band concert uh, was about, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it, I mean, it's not just like the ride because the ride doesn't, doesn't have a visual component, but it's. The, all these characters that are sort of flying up in a big tornado. It's just a visual visual feast for you. It's a Disney movie? It's a Disney short, yeah. Oh. It's, uh, yeah. And There's Tinkerbell in it, too. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, Donald Duck is the... It's Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse is the sort of grumpy conductor that's trying to conduct this band while Donald Duck is messing around and being a, a, sh- a rapscallion, which is sort of an odd reversal because, mm. you know, modern... Modern times, you typically think of Donald Duck as a, as sort of the one who would be more serious and like, who would be like f- constantly frustrated with people messing with him. But in this one, it's the reverse, and Donald Duck is the sort of silly character. So it was fun. It was very, very well done, and I gave it three and a half stars. Very so. interesting. Okay, so that's the sixteenth. Now for the seventeenth. Man, I really didn't. I really didn't watch a lot of. I guess it's just the week I don't watch a lot of movies because I. Pretend I have homework, which I do, and then I say, oh, I can't really watch a movie because I have homework. But then I just end up not doing it and watching shorter things, mm. or like YouTube and Mickey Mouse shorts. So anyways, that's the 16th, right? Did yep. You? Okay. Okay. Um, now the 17th. Did you watch anything on the 17th? I did, but I think we should save that until... Uh, the 19th when we watched The Evil Dead because all I watched was The Evil Dead and then we just mm. we'll talk we don't want to talk about that twice so. okay that's good okay so the 17th I, I didn't watch anything 
much. I just watched some old Disney shorts. Mm, but these, but this time they're different because these are really old Disney shorts. These are 1920s. That you were going in order. Disney shorts. Well, the the the, the fun insider tip for those of you who are interested in in, in watching old Disney shorts. Um, the Disney Through the Decades collection probably covers like maybe a quarter of all the Disney available Disney shorts. Uh, and if you want the full list, there's a great list on Letterboxd that has the entire um, list of every single Disney short, which I have taken your advice, Kevin. I've started liking lists so I can find them easier. Yeah. And so that's one of the ones that I've liked. Um, and I, I'm just watching some of these and because... I enjoy just going back through older things and just reliving through history and seeing animation back then is very, very different from even just 10 years later. Um, it's very more static, I guess. Um, less springy. Okay, so that's the 18th. 18th, or that's the 17th. The 18th, I finally watched some actual real movies, but, um, but did you watch anything on the 18th? I did not. That's sad. What are you on your phone there for? I'm looking at Letterboxd. Oh. Why Why do you have to have it up to your face like that? Because. Just put it down until you need to look at it. Okay. What were you watching, Zach? I was watching... Okay. So I, so here are the shorts that I gave a three and a half and above. Uh, the first one, the very first film I watched was a smashed it right out of the park uh, entitled Through the Mirror which I thought was an absolutely delightful short film. It's based on um, Alice in Wonderland, but it's with Mickey Mouse, and it's just Alice, or sorry, Mickey Mouse is reading Alice in Wonderland, and he he falls asleep and he become and he becomes like a like a dream, I guess. What was it called? Where you step outside of your body, like in Doctor Strange. Astral projection. Yeah, he astral projects and he goes into a mirror world, and everything is strange and kooky, and it's just a fun. Very, very entertaining. Like the Winnie the Pooh ride? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good comparison. So, yeah, it's very entertaining. I recommend it. Again, these are all... I I recommend checking out any of these ones that I'm recommending because these are like the the creme, the creme de la creme. Because I believe, I believe how it works is that Disney just specifically picks like the best shorts they have. And I, I will say, like, most of these are really well done. I, I give most of them at least three stars if not three and a half. Um, but yeah, so Through the Mirror, is, I give it four stars. And two other shorts, um, The Old Mill, which is about um, just this. It's a, it's a silly symphony, so it's mostly musical-based, based, but it's about um, an old, just an old um, windmill, and there's all these various different creatures that are just doing stuff, and it's, um, it's very sort of dark, darker atmosphere. Like the um, like Snow White, I guess. But yeah, it's good. And the final one, Lonesome Ghosts, which I you'd be absolutely surprised. And this is one I definitely recommend watching. You'd be absolutely surprised by how similar Lonesome Ghosts is to Ghostbusters uh, from 1937. And I wish I knew what the actual quote was, but there was a quote that I that I that was literally nearly the exact um, nearly the exact same quote from the Ghostbusters song it was almost exactly the same and I don't know if that's what line I don't know what it was but oh. you'd have to watch it you recognize it Is right Bill away Bill Murray in it no Bill Murray was not alive he was 
Oh. Not alive back in 1937. Oh, that's too bad. Donald, Goofy, and uh, Mickey were in it. And they were all Ghostbusters. And they go to a ghost house and they... And they fight ghosts, and then at the end they 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 are all they're all scared, and they get thrown into a pile of flour and molasses, and the and then the ghosts think that they're ghosts, uh, and so they get scared and they classic. and they go away. It's funny. It's yeah. funny because of how there's just big, a big pile of barrels and barrels of flour and molasses just sitting in this haunted mansion. It's really funny. So that's that, and got to pick it up here because you haven't seen any movies. Okay. Three feature-length films, and wow. and um, all on the eighteenth. Yes, wow. and this is where I'll give a quick shout out to my good friend, Lettuce, who recommended this film to me through Instagram uh, after watching our previous episode, and the movie is The Florida Project, which is um, a film about um, a, a, little, a little girl living in Florida, uh, right outside of um, Walt Disney World. And um, living at a motel um, with her mom, who's single and young, and sort of her life pl- playing with her friends and just living about, and you know, the, obviously the, the struggles and turmoils that come with living out of a motel. Like obviously she's very in a very poor situation, and she goes through a lot of stuff throughout the movie. But it's all told through the kid's perspective, so it, it feels like she doesn't understand what's happening. So. Anyways, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but it, I loved I loved this movie. I gave it four stars. It was amazingly well done. The acting was amazing. Um, I, I I watched a bit of an interview, and I think um, they just pulled the actor who played the the mom like off Instagram. Um, wow! So it's like one of those like mid '90s type things where they just pull people who aren't actual actors. And it's just really well acted. I love Willem Dafoe in it. He's the only real actor in it who's well known, and he just plays an amazing character. He's such a loving person, and he he's just a great presence on screen. Very caring and protective of all the people who live here, especially the the main character and the and the little girl. Was there any seagulls in the movie? Uh, no, there get wasn't. It? I get it. Yeah, I mean there might there might have been. It takes place in Florida. I, if I if I did if there were there they weren't fez- uh, heavily featured. Um, but yeah, so I highly, highly recommend this film. It's extremely well done. It uh, feels extremely natural. It's one of the most naturalistic movies I've seen. A twenty four film. It's great. I love it. Yes, A twenty four. Uh, or A two four. A two four. As the, they as meant the, to be called. As the pretentious snobs call it. Uh, mm. I'll, I'm probably gonna start saying A two four to parody people who would actually say A two four. Um, but I'll just say it so often that it'll become my normal, and people will think that I'm the pretentious snob. Mm. It's a sad story, really. What's that you got in your phone, though, that's interesting? Is there some sort of... I'm sliding up and down the brightness. Oh, that's fun, because you're so disinterested with the conversation I'm having about no, this of course I'm great masterpiece our, of a film, with our The great, Florida Project. Our great conversation. By the way, this is directed by the same guy who did Tangerine, which I haven't seen, but I want to... Oh. I watch, which is fu- which Tangerine was shot on an iPhone, so yes. I think it's on. Is it on? So Netflix? was the end of Florida Project. Yes, that's true. How did you I know? I think Tangerine is on. Who? How, how did you know that, Kevin? Because Jeff Borislow talked about that. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's a yeah. It's an interesting sort of more abstract ending, but you'd have to watch it. I don't know if you, he spoiled that or anything. He said he didn't like the ending. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. 
it's up to interpretation. It's a little bit abstract. Anyways, um, two more films. The Florida, or sorry, it's did the Florida Project. Oh, but yeah, thanks, Lettuce, for recommending that to me. And feel free to recommend other films if you want. Um, uh, Kevin, of course, never watches any movies, so he wouldn't watch it. But me, I would watch it because I, I value your recommendations. But Kevin. I do like movies. <clears throat> I'll watch that movie eventually when I get through it on my 24 marathon that I haven't watched a single movie off of in months. Mm, that's true. Because they're all boring and bad. Well, you could just not do it. But I want to. Okay. Anyways, fi- uh, two more films. The Lady from Shanghai, Orson Welles' film noir. Uh, I loved, uh, I, I thought it was great. And um, uh, it, it starts out pretty boring, but it gets really good near the end. And there's another. There's a great, um, more, uh, there's a great visual sequence near the end that I absolutely loved. Uh, it becomes a little sort of detective mystery ending ish at the end where it's like ah actually it was the baker with the knife and you didn't know this the whole time you know you know right kevin Uh you know you know how it is but for the most part it was really well done orson wells of course directed citizen kane and uh you did you haven't seen you're right i mean i'm not gonna i'm not saying that that's bad or anything i'm just saying i'm just pointing out the fact that you have not seen citizen kane but not i'm not true not implying anything based on that or about your sort of um, devotion or love for the art of film. I'm just pointing out some fact you yeah, haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, true. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's nothing to be read into that. I never will that. watch it because it sucks. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Lilies of the Field is the next film I watch. Oh, anything you want to say about that, Kevin? How come you haven't watched Citizen Kane yet? Uh, it's on my poster, and I just haven't gotten around to uh, it yet. Sort of a poster. We'll pick sort it. of a slave to your poster. No, I like the I like it that way. Oh, okay. Lilies of the Field is the film I watched starring Sidney Poitier. No, Lilies of the Field. What's Lilies of the Valley? That's where the that's the poison that uh, Walter White used to poison Brock in Breaking Bad. Mm. I remember mm. that. Yep. Lilies of the Field is about Sidney Poitier, who's a who's a uh, who's a uh, unemployed construction worker, who stops at a nun. Nun house for some water. A nunnery. A nunnery. Is that what it's called? I think so. He stops at a nunnery for some water, and he gets sucked into the life of these oh, nuns. No. And the nuns guilt him into building a chapel, and he finds meaning in bu- the building of the chapel. Um, so this movie is fairly well received, but I I um, did not like it very much. I gave it two and a half stars. I mean, it was okay. Again, I always love Sidney Poitier's performances, but um, otherwise... Uh, the characters, like the nuns, were these weird, like borderline offensive, like, like, um, over the top, um, I guess German, um, immigrants. And um, anyways, the uh, the main the main nun, who's like the the mother, whatever her name is, um, is this sort of like stern mother type character. Um, who who like sort of scolds Sidney Poitier, and I just thought it was really weird that Sidney Poitier would ever possibly tolerate this. Like her constant just weird behaviors. She never pays him for what he did for the help that he um, does with the roof, and I feel like um, it just didn't make any sense. The character motivation, the character motivations were just really weird and out of whack. So I just sort of made it 
not an enjoyable experience because of how um, unbelievable what was happening was. Mm. And also, Sounds like a lot of the Sydney Poitier movies aren't good. No, they all they're they're all good. All Sydney Poitier is always good in them. Just also the, also uh, you got to remember the, the, these are like the earlier films. He he wasn't even. I mean, he was a star, but he wasn't a big as big of a star. Um, up like at at this point, he gets it to be in bigger and better mm. movies as he goes along. I see. But anyways, yeah. These I'm. This is a playlist of of movies starring Sidney Poitier. It's not a playlist of movies that are good starring Sidney Poitier. Know, but so. why are we, why are you why are you watching them? You because seem I to not like any of them. I like a ton of them. <laughs> And remember, when I give a movie a two and a half, it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy the experience. It just means that I thought the movie was not the best thing ever. Like, like, I I just usually try to be like realistic with my ratings. Even if I thought it, even if I had found some enjoyment out of, it, I always try to be as honest with what I give a rating for. Um, so that I mean, I I can still like a movie and not give it a perfect score. So well, I know that. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. That's the 18th. Anyways, did you watch anything on the 19th? Yep. Watched The Evil Dead. Oh. Did you? I didn't. Well, you did. You just logged it on April 20th after midnight. I guess I did. Maybe I should change that. Yeah. (sighs) Yep, we, we watched The Evil Dead trilogy, the both of us, this week. That's true. Good stuff. Am I gonna say anything? Else? I'm sorry. Would you like me to baby you along with your conversation, or can you? Well, take I thought me you were gonna. A boisterous young man, else. you are. What? I thought you had something else to add. You know, you're the. All you have to person. add is good times. You don't have anything to say about the movie. No, I thought you were gonna say add something, and then I would go back, and then I would start the conversation. Oh yeah, good times. Okay, yeah, The Evil Dead 1 was a great movie. It's maybe one of my favorite horror movies now. Um, Definitely not as scary as Hereditary in terms of horror, but just overall as a movie, I had an incredible time with it. I really loved it. Um, The mix of comedy and horror was perfect in this one. And 2 and 3, the comedy is still really funny, but it's more over the top. I like this comedic style of the first one, I think, the best. Uh, I thought the makeup was really good. That's true. It was pretty scary. I, I, it's it's definitely not like a um, it, yeah, it's not like Hereditary or anything where it's uh, like the visceral type of horror that like infiltrates your your soul. It's more like the type of horror where you just see things that are scary images. But you know, I I like that type of horror. It's entertaining, I think, and that's where that's where I think most people who who are into horror don't watch it because they're like, most of the movies they watch won't be actually scary to them. It's more like the entertaining, just like the the crazy wild ride that you go on, and um, yeah. So, it's um, I love this. I love the visual style in all all three of these movies. Um, yeah, the way the, I like the the way the camera the camera has a life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very uh, fir- there's a lot of first person perspectives in this movie, especially from the from the titular Evil Dead. <laughs> I don't I don't know the soul. Yeah, the whatever the the evil spirit that goes around infiltrating people's bodies and uh, yeah, I love um, 
Bruce Campbell or is yeah, Bruce Campbell's great. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell only gets better throughout these movies in terms of his like he performance. Just, yeah, he plays it up and it's great. Yeah. Um so yeah, The Evil Dead I highly recommend it. It's obviously one of the one of the most talked about horror films of all time and yeah, it's not it's not the scariest thing ever, but it's it's a very um it's a very unique experience and very well done. Um Yeah. So then The Evil Dead 2 is the sequel which takes yep. which takes the story of um, it's the first Evil Dead and completely throws it out the it's window. It's almost a requel I read online. Bruce oh. Campbell and Sam Raimi call it like a requel. It's like a reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just, re- they just, try, they just tr- try it again. They pretty much, yeah, just sum up the entire first movie in five minutes, except with they change it to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. the thing. In the first movie, that, like the first the first act or so is, is pretty long. I mean, there basically is no first act with this movie. It just jumps straight right into it. And, um, it's nonstop fun. I enjoy this more than the first one, which, uh, Kevin did not. Right, Kevin? Yep. But I think... I lowered my rating each film. I, I loved the, um, I, I just loved the, um, the level to which they sort of went over the top with this it's one. definitely way more over the top. It's quite enjoyable. Every single, like scene is um just the perfect amount of like goofy and also well done scary prosthetics and 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 stuff stuff and uh yeah the camera movements are are also amazing i love i always love the like the the nice zoom in like tight shots on their faces when they bring the camera to them and um i can't remember if it was the first one or second one where they kind of Oh wait, no. This is the third one I'm thinking of, where they did like the thing where he was putting on his hand, and they cut they, his metal hand, and they cut between all the different shots. That was great, yeah. funny, sort of comedic. Edgar editing. Wright. Yeah. Style. Very Edgar Wright esque. I think. Yeah. Even though this is way before Edgar Wright. That's My true. My ear is itchy. Uh, just like the just like um, uh, just like uh, 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 Lonesome Ghosts, starring Donald. Doc, Goofy, and Mickey is very much like Ghostbusters, except for the fact that it came out 50 years before Ghostbusters. Mm. Yeah, so Evil Dead 2. And, and then, then Army of Darkness is a completely different movie from the first two. Takes yeah. it back to medieval times. Army of Darkness is not a horror film. I don't I wouldn't not cons- at all. I don't think it's, it it's is. Like, and, um, I haven't seen Monty Python, but this seems like, like kind of Monty Python-y. It's not. I mean, it's not. Monty Python. It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same style of humor. It's. I mean, it takes place in medieval times and it's a comedy, but it's not. It's not like that at all. But, um, yeah, it is. I think it's very much like an adventure film more and and a comedy film. It's just a. It's this. It's all the, all the over the topness of the first two, just without the horror, and it's still enjoyable. But it it, kind of felt. Like the cheese o meter went a little bit too high, a little bit too far, and it sort of brought it down a little. But I still yeah. thought it was highly enjoyable. I gave it three and a half stars, which I gave the first two f- both four stars. Yeah, I enjoy more grounded than over the top, but I still I still liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah, and and this film is um, of course a much higher production value than the first two because it's produced by Universal, and the first two I think were just like independently made. Um, so that's definitely contributes to the bigger more you know more sets and stuff but it still feels 
very much close to home with what Sam Raimi was doing the first two, so it doesn't feel like like all the money he had really changed anything at all about the way he was filmmaking. Um, uh, unlike Oz the Great and Powerful, um, I'd have to. I, I I'm interested to watch Oz the Great and Powerful because um, and Spider Man because um, of how now I've seen these original films um, that aren't based off of anything and are just his. And I want to sort of see how his style translates throughout. I can definitely see how his style translates to Spider-Man films, which have you seen any of them? I've seen the first one a yeah. long time ago. Especially with stuff with like the Green Goblin. It's very similar to the sort of camera shots he uses. And I, I can see that. I mean, it's been a while for me too. But yeah, I'm interested to watch some, some other Sam Raimi films that I've already seen and, and some of his other ones, but I'm not really familiar with any of his other movies. But Yeah, he didn't. I looked it up and I've realized he doesn't. He hasn't really made much besides the two trilogies and then like two other mm-hmm. semi-popular movies. Mm-hmm. And now he's gonna make the new Doctor Strange. <clears throat> yeah, the second Doctor Strange. Yep. Okay, so that's the yep. uh, that's the nineteenth, and then also going to the twentieth. Last twentieth, yeah. Did you watch anything else on the twentieth? Ah, uh, yeah, I watched Sixteen Candles with you. Oh my gosh! Well, before we do that, I'll talk about. Um, movie Dead Reckoning, which is a uh, film noir, I almost said horror, <laughs> starring Humphrey Bogart, and it's um, it's a pretty generic film noir, nothing really memorable about it. I give it three stars. I, I think it was well done. Humphrey Bogart is obviously, obviously... Humpty a, Dumpty? No, Humphrey Bogart. Oh. He's a very famous, he's one of the most famous actors of all time, maybe even the most famous actor of all time. I really don't think so. Of all time? Yeah. I don't think so. Would you consider to be the most famous actor of all time? Definitely not Humpty Dumpty. Humphrey Bogart? I haven't even heard of Humphrey Bogart. Of course you haven't. Why Why would you? <laughs> because he's not the say? most famous person of all time. Maybe Jimmy Stewart? I'm, no. not, I'm not saying actors who are alive today. I'm saying actors of who, all who time. penetrate the, the depths of time itself. No. Then who? Marlon, I don't know, Marlon Brando maybe, mm-hmm. or Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Those, those guys are way more famous than Humphrey Bogart. Everyone knows who Humphrey Bogart is. No. If someone, everyone, leave email us at rweekinfilm at gmail.com telling us if you know who Humphrey Bogart is. And it, and be honest. Don't look him up. If you don't know who he is, be honest. And whoever, whichever side, whichever side <laughs> gets the most votes, okay. if, if, if people do know who Humphrey Bogart is, then you have to give me a million dollars. Okay? Deal? No. That's childish. Your audio is going to be absolutely terrible right now, Kevin. You cannot move around. Well... We don't have a microphone, so... Well, maybe you should get one. Okay, well, what's the movie about, Zach? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's not really... It's about, um... (laughs) What? You just said it like... Why did you just say it doesn't matter? I mean, because it's not important to... It's not... I mean, it's not a very interesting or remarkable film. Okay, what are your thoughts on it, then? Uh, it was, it was I, again, as I said, I, I think it was well done. It was entertaining. Um, I think the plot could be sort of, there's a lot of stuff that could be um, fixed, um, or I guess not fixed, but sort of just omitted. It, it could have been um, less fluff, I guess, is the, would be the right way to describe it. Um, but yeah, the, mo- the most entertaining stuff is with the two leads, uh, Humphrey Bogart and Elizabeth Scott, who... Um, are obviously um, you know, a couple, I guess, or you know, on their way to be a couple throughout. It's, she's the female lead, and uh, that's the most interesting stuff. Um, 
the investigation is sort of um, basic and film noir-y. Of course, you don't know what that means because you haven't seen a single film noir film, but um, it's, it's very sort of just along the lines of a lot of other film noir films, but a good film, and I, I think it's good. Okay, so that's Dead Reckoning. And then that night, because, by the way, this is on my birthday, the 20th of April. Yes, happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Uh, we should get a soundboard for clapping effects. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, 16 Candles, I watched it because it, it's my 16th birthday, and I thought, eh, probably, it'll probably be fun. I'll probably enjoy it. I like The Breakfast Club, and I, obviously I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, it's one of the best films ever made. But um, 16 Candles, I was very disappointed by. I didn't... The thing about 16 Candles, which is weird, is that there's not much of a, a, a like a plot it's uh, very, it just feels like sort of people going through through a day in their life, but that day is not very interesting. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I didn't find very much enjoyment out of it at all except for yeah, making fun of it. Yeah, boring. Um, not a lot of, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I just feel like, not, I just feel like all the characters fell flat and nothing, nothing really stuck. Nothing was interesting. It was the most unremarkable film. I gave it two and a half. You gave it three, which is pretty much unforgettable. Uh, so yeah, sixteen candles. Okay, so that's the last film I've watched. So, yep. Have you watched? Did you watch anything on the twenty first? Twenty first. I did. I watched War Games yesterday. Oh. I just rewatched it because I bought it on Blu-ray. It's great. I love War Games. I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. I haven't seen it in a very, very long time, yeah, probably like it's, four years. It's incredible. I love the plot to it. The plot is great. Matthew Broderick's really good as well. It's a, just a really fun story. It's yeah. really great. It's re- it's interesting. I like the, the, the only winning move is not to play yeah. thing with the computer. There's a lot of great lines from the movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long, but I, I do remember a lot about it, so very memorable. Um, yeah. But this is the yeah. third time I've seen it. When was the last time you saw it before this? When Ready Player One was getting all the attention was coming out in theaters. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched it because they referenced it in that yeah. book. That's cool. Yep. Okay, the 22nd. Kevin, uh, what did you watch on the 22nd? Oh, well, I watched The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Did you only watch some of it? Though? I only watched some of it. How come, how, why is that, Kevin? Oh, it was just... I was tired uh, throughout the whole week huh throughout, throughout the whole oh week. you mean like why didn't i do, why, did, why did i procrastinate on it yeah oh just because i was <laughs> i was you know holding it off until the very last second so i could have it fresh in my mind so but now it's uh oh now it's still not fresh because i still haven't really watched it oh okay but i'll have it watched by next week and then i'll i'll talk about it on top of the other one next week but it seemed pretty good so far. <laughs> you so said it was thought, boring. It, it was scary. It was just boring. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a. Fil- I I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna make fun of you f- because you because you not don't enjoy it. I I didn't enjoy it too. But I think it's just a film you have to sort of be in the right mindset to see and also maybe see it um, two, two times or three times to sort of fully grasp it. And I think I fully grasped it when I saw it the second time. Um, so luckily I had a live accompaniment, accompaniment, so that helped, but yeah, 
I saw it with another film called The Gollum, hmm. um, which is a Frankenstein-type film. Or, yeah, but anyways. That was a fun night. You should have been there, Kevin. You really should have been there. It's a real shame. I'm surprised that The Cabin of Dr. Caligari isn't on your poster because that's like one of the most famous, influential films. Um, what's, the ol- what's the oldest film on your poster? The Are there any silent films? The Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Understandable. It doesn't go that far back. Yeah. Okay, so, Cabin of Dr. Caligari. I guess we'll talk about it next week, but... uh, It's just kind of sad how bad (laughs) you are watching films. It really makes poor content for our viewers at home, like how I recommended a film and you spent an entire week to watch it. Sorry, I'm quirky. Oh, that's funny how you're quirky. Yeah, I don't Mm. watch it because I'm quirky. Okay, well, what's your recommendation? What's your recommendation uh, for me, Kevin? So there's, uh, it's called Columbus. Oops, it's called Columbus. I've never heard of it. It's a movie I stumbled upon on Hulu like a year and a half ago, and it's just a very pleasing movie. Every, it's a very nature-oriented movie. It's about architecture, architecture, and every shot pretty much is like in nature. It's a very Ooh. peaceful calm looking movie if you see the poster that the poster is what intrigued me i said that isn't one of the nicest looking posters i've ever seen i'm going to check that movie out and the whole movie is just very very pleasing to look at it stars john cho from searching and then Haley lou richardson from uh, five feet apart and they're they're both very good in a movie it's a it's just very nice time so that's what my pick is sounds interesting it's got some good good ratings here 3.9 yep haven't never heard of it. Yep. But not that obscure apparently, because a lot a lot of people have seen it. Thirty nine thousand people have seen it. Okay. Well, I watched that, Kevin. Quickly, expediently. And watch it within the night to prove me. And with much enthusiasm. To prove that I'm a loser. No, I'm not gonna watch it tonight because I don't have anything to prove to you. I'll just watch it, like at a reasonable time, like sometime before Tuesday when we record our podcast. Okay. Because today's Wednesday. Yep, we have I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to spend all my Wednesday editing this podcast. You don't have to. Well, I do, because we have to get it up on a schedule. We don't have to. Well, necessarily. I want to. Okay. So now it's time for our weekly segment called "What is in our email box?" Oh man, what folks, is in our email box? Folks at home. Um. This may come to a shock to you, but we have a we got an email. We we took out we took out a down payment on one. It was it was it was expensive. It was about five hundred dollars, but we mustered up the, we mustered up the money to buy it, and we bought a we bought an email and it and, it, and it's called our weekend film at gmail dot com. Um, this is primo real estate here. That was that was an expensive one. That that was on the 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 higher side of Google's catalog, but anyways. Uh, Last week we asked you to send us emails, and you answered. You being Lucas Elias Nassif, or Luke, or Luke Elias Nassif for short. Um, he sent us an email. Um, Best email I've ever read. Uh, and I will read it now for you. Feel free to uh, chime in at any point if you have something to okay. say. I've already heard it. So. Kevin is the blonde one. Oh, it's sorry. It's it's um the subject is. Subject line is, I know what you look like. 
uh, because last week we said that no one knew what it, we looked like. It's a funny joke because obviously the only people who listen to this podcast are people who already know us. But anyways, Kevin is the blonde one. Also, I appreciate the shout out. A real pleasure. Uh, actually, I have no idea when I shouted him out. I have no recollection of that probably, whatsoever. I, I think I did. Oh, you did. What did you say? I don't know. Probably shout out to Luke Nassif. No. Oh, for what reason? I don't know. Because he's a cool guy. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Here's my recommendation. Zach, how the fudge, except he didn't say fudge. <laughs> wink. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. How the fudge have you seen almost every best picture? Two fact, by the way. I have seen almost every best picture, uh, all but five of them. Uh, every best picture winning movie uh, and not seen The Sting. Um, I don't know. It's just one of the ones I, I haven't seen. It's not available on any, any streaming services. That's the main reason. That's definitely on the top of my list of the ones that I want to see because all the other ones that are left are uh, sort of lesser films. Um, uh, I'll, dude, I'll come over and drop off my Blu-ray Clappy for you to borrow with your birthday gift. This will probably be a few days later. Shipping is being slowed right now. You should both watch that. I also recommended Song of the South, the Disney film that offended so many people because of racism that they pretend it doesn't exist. The full feature is on the, the internet. The one uh, that uh, Splash Mountain is based on. Yeah. Uh, where they go? Zippity doo da. I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, yeah, the full feature is on the internet archive. It's great. I think I'll I'm, I think I'll watch that this week because um, I, have, it's I racist. have wanted to watch it. Yep. So is Gone Ooh. with the Wind. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Oh, so makes sense. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, You're pretentious. I'm not pretentious. I'm just pointing out the fact that you haven't seen the movies. It's, it's not, not a bad, bad thing. It's just you haven't seen. Yeah, the but you're acting like that I have. you're better than me. I'm not. All I'm saying is that you have not seen um, Gone with the Wind, one of the most highly um, commercial success and critical success. Um, cultural touchstone um, that has defined generations um, despite its four hour running time um, countless people how many times are you going to say hun- I'm an idiot hundreds of millions of people have um, <laughs> have viewed and enjoyed this film um, you just have it I mean there's nothing wrong with that well it's because it's a Fast Times at Ridgemont High is great I just watched that but Clueless is better check it out for your teen rom-com fix uh, Pan's Labyrinth was awesome. I loved Guillermo del Toro's direction, and it's on Netflix. You both have to see Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's on Hulu, and it's awesome. Kevin, I know you've seen Brokeback Mountain, so homophobia is not an excuse. <laughs> That's funny. That was a funny comment. That's not funny now. Not not as funny now because um, ah, we've already read this email. Next week it'll be a complete surprise. That'll that way it'll be more interesting for you if someone emails us again. That's rweekinfilmatgmail.com. Our weekend film at gmail.com. Uh, anything, any any emails at all. Anything, please. please. We're so lonely. We're desperate. This is the only way we get social interaction. Um, uh, Guillermo del Toro's direction, and it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I know you've seen Burger Mountain, so homophobia is not an excuse. Kevin, you have to watch Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. You have to watch Little Miss Sunshine, Kevin. It's great. It's amazing. Well, I love it. It's on my poster once I get around to Oh, my it. God. That freaking poster. <laughs> yep. Um, you, uh, a perfect blend of ball-busting comedy and heartwarming drama. Um, 
The Others is like The Sixth Sense, but with Nicole Kidman, worth a watch if she's also your celebrity crush, crush like me. I'm going to be honest, I do not know who Nicole Kid- Kidman is. Mm. Um, I, I do. Pl- probably I'm, sure, I'm sure I've seen her. Something. You call yourself a cinephile, and you don't even know who the great Nicole Kidman is. Uh, no, so easy it is to say that. It, it, apparently she was in Eyes Wide Shut. That's cool. I uh, still don't really know who she is. Uh, I recognize the name, obviously, but I have not. I would not know anything about her. Uh, uh, she's not my celebrity crush. Is, is she your celebrity crush? No. She looks like she's about 70 years old. She's like 40. She's like 40. Uh, Zach, you should definitely check out Star is Born for 2018. It was really well done. I agree. I, Fantastic I, I should. Film. I just have so many other movies I want to watch, so. You haven't seen Star is Born, even though it got a bunch of Oscar buzz when it was coming out? See how easy it is to do that? Maybe it's just that I haven't watched Gone with the Wind. It's not like I'm intentionally not watching it. It's just that out of the millions and millions of movies that I want to watch. There aren't millions of movies. Gone with the Wind. Yes, there are. Gone with the Wind isn't at the top of my list. There's only 500,000 on Letterboxd. Okay, well, there's a lot more than that. Anyways. Really? What are they? Name all of them. Okay, Zach, you're being silly. You're being a silly goose right now. Name all of them right now. That's number one. Zach. What? This podcast sucks. <laughs> That's what you do. I never want to be a guest on this podcast. I'm sure you don't. Let me call it your weekend film. Call it our weekend film. I would call it I would give I would give you host status, but all you ever do is is sit down like a like a like a lazy kid on vacation and not actually participate. So maybe that's why I call you a guest. Because you never actually participate. Because you're being a jerk. I'm not. I'm just being silly. You're being mean silly. All I'm doing is joking around. You're being mean silly. Uh. Also. (laughs) Also, Big Night is one of the best food movies of all time. What's I've never even heard of Big Night. Have you? Nope. Yeah. Food movies? Is that a genre? There's a there's a collection on, on the Criterion Channel, all about food. Mm. Um, one of them I one of them I really want to watch. All the other ones I don't really know what they are. Those are the, the best Clockwork movies. Clockwork Orange and Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I like cause food. So orange, you get it? Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Those are the best movies in the past couple of weeks. You definitely check out. I dig the podcast. One day you should invest in a couple lav mics. Now, Luke, this is where I'll have to disagree with you. I know our audio is terrible. Um, typically, you don't use a lav mic for a podcast. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure if I bought one, it would probably be better than the ones we have now. But uh, um, probably, I, if I was going to buy a microphone, I'd buy one that's uh, meant for sit downing, sitting down, sit downing. But uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. No matter what microphone we got, it would be better than the one we have now. Um, so, good. Uh, good day to you both. Well, Luke, I'd like to thank you for your, uh, email, and I will certainly check out some of these films. Uh, The Sting, definitely. Apparently, you're gonna bring it to my house, um, so I'll watch that. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, Song of the South, I'll watch too. Again, so if anyone has something they want to say it doesn't have to be film recommendations it could just be a question a, question, a joke a joke a could, uh, quote of the day you could just write, write an email Whatever subject line f u the contents are f u 
and uh, and we'd be happy to read it and um, applaud you. Um, yep. Uh, any, so that's all. That is all. Uh, this has been a running on empty food review. Just kidding. This has been our week in film. I'm our week, and I'm in film. And as we always say, keep your fans close and enemies closer. closer.